And hello there, all you Stay Tuners. Welcome back to another episode of Stay Tuned Sports. It's your good friend Jimbo back again for our weekly Thursday MMA UFC recap. Any stories, stuff like that. Um, just a heads up about tomorrow. There won't be a show tomorrow, but me and Shoulders are going to be recording Saturday. So expect a Saturday night show for all you uh, sports fans out there that like baseball, like making fun of the Sixers and all that. We definitely have some good stories on the on the docket to, to talk about, but we're talking a little UFC talk today, um, some bare-knuckle boxing news, as well as we're going to preview the UFC fight night this uh, Saturday, which, sorry about last Saturday, I started to live-tweet it and I passed out. I fell asleep. I had work Saturday morning and unfortunately caught up to me i thought i could pull it out but i did have a chance to wake up to see the rose uh lose the the title with a nasty slam and for all you people out there that said it was illegal and everything it wasn't i mean big john even said it wasn't mark Adard said it wasn't um i guess basically since she was going for a submission it canceled out the whole spiking um rule type thing that's that's what i gathered from it but before we get into all that type of uh talk <clears throat> head over to twitter follow me at jimbo st sports follow the show at st sports podcast head over to itunes you can hear us on itunes spotify google play all the major ones that you guys all know about also go over to our youtube channel and subscribe and we have a t-shirt on teespring one of our older logos uh, on there if you guys want to purchase it but we do have some logos coming about uh newer ones incorporating shoulders since he's new to the family so i think that's as far as the social medias head over to facebook too uh like and share us there as well i i any of the stories that we talk about whether it's UFC or with uh, shoulders with the mainstream sports I'll put the the articles that we talk about on there so you can see exactly what we're talking about but enough of that so came out uh, I believe today's Thursday so I think it was like Tuesday it came out about Chris Lieben filing a lawsuit against uh, I guess basically now the, the now defunct world box uh, world 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 Bare Knuckle Fighting Federation, which came about right after uh, Bare Knuckle Boxing started back in June. Um, they signed Chris Lieben to fight, I believe it was Phil Baroni. Bunch of fighters showed up for the pay-per-view only to not get paid at all. Now, this company was uh, owned by Tom Stinkowicz. And the president actually was Boss Ruin uh, from the, the Pride days um, back in the, I, I guess it would be like the early 90s. That was before I really got into uh, UFC and Bellator and all of them. Uh, but he, very well known. And he was actually in the, the movie with uh, Kevin James, um, the one that he, he was a, a school teacher that turned uh, into an MMA fighter. I, I actually thought it was pretty funny, but I think some people took it too serious i guess maybe 
and maybe that's why I didn't really do that well. But anyways, um, so yeah, so Chris Lieben has been trying to serve the president or uh, the owner, Tom Stankiewicz, um legal papers to sue him. And he's trying to sue him for $90,000. I mean, one, I want to know what what is he charging for? I mean, even if he's... Even if he makes twenty grand for the fight, where's the other seventy? I mean, I know he's not making seventy thousand, but either way, Chris Lieben should be paid. I mean, all those players should be paid, and he, Chris Lieben, was on a podcast, uh, MMA podcast, when he was talking about this situation, and uh, they asked him, you know, do you think Boss Rutan knew about this or? How much of the whole situation do you think Boss knew and this and that? And he said that he, he's known Boss for 20 years. I've always had a great relationship with Boss. Best case scenario, Boss knew we weren't going to get paid in a timely fashion before we all flew out to fight in Wyoming because the bank account was suspended before that, and he knew it. Worst case scenario, he knew we were never going to get paid at all. Now, I'm assuming that the bank account got suspended because... This um, this owner is going to jail now for um, let me see here uh, bank fraud I guess basically he borrowed two and a half million dollars and the people that he that, that he borrowed it from thought it was going to go towards something else that he was going to invest it in something else but he only turned around to spend it on the promotion which again he spent it on the promotion you couldn't pay your fighters. Or at least give something up front. And I think this was the same car like Johnny Hendricks was on. Um, I, I remember a big fiasco. Uh, the cameraman two days earlier, you know, pulled out. So they brought like college kids in to do the the, the productions and stuff like that. It was it was a big disaster right from the get go. And but kudos to all the fighters. I mean, they showed up. They they put the fights on. Only to get screwed in the end and not get paid. And the even more effed up part about this is, according to Lieben, Boss Rutan is still behind in supporting the owner. This is almost this is almost a year later. None of these fighters got paid. And Boss is still behind this guy now I'm not saying boss should come out and pay all the uh, the fighters out of his own pocket and this and that but at what point do you just say listen dude you screwed these guys over I, I can't support you no more I need to separate myself from you um, you know like I said he had a, a very good career in pride um, very talented and I'm not saying this situation is gonna destroy what he was back in the day or anything but kind of makes him a little little shady in a way if you ask me I mean like I said he sees these these fires aren't getting paid a year later still haven't got paid and you're still supporting this guy who's going to jail for bank fraud so all the strikes are against this owner and you're still, he's a good guy. He just came into, you know, some some bad times and troubles. 
Dude, wake up! You know, like... I would love to know why you want to stand behind a crook and guy that loves screwing people over. I mean, did he give you the two and a half million dollars? Maybe that's what happened. Boss needed some money or whatever, and this owner said, screw these fighters, I'll just give you the, the money. So, I mean, it's still an unfortunate situation that's still ongoing for, you know, Chris Lieben and the fighters that fought that night. And for everybody that's been listening to the show, especially Thursdays, everybody knows how I'm behind Bare Knuckle Fighting Championship, not this gimmicky, you know, try to ride the coattails type situation. Um, <clears throat> they have uh, Bare Knuckle has a pay per view coming up next month, June 22nd, BK uh, FC6. Which is headlined by Artem Lobov and Pauli Maljanagi. We have Johnny Bedford, I believe, is confirmed to be fighting. Which, if Johnny Bedford's fighting, it's got to be Reggie Barnett um, fighting in the final for the. Uh, I forget what division they're in. Lightweight? I think it's the lightweight division uh, for the lightweight belt for you know to be named the first ever lightweight champion. And Chris Lieben will be fighting Brennan Ward. So I want to see what that weight class is because the last pay-per-view that he fought at, I think to me it kind of looked like a catchweight. It was like a 180, 180-pound um, fight, which I, I have yet to see a 180-pound division in this, uh, this company. I'm still hoping my girl Beck Rollins fights. She didn't fight the last um, pay-per-view. Curious to see if they're going to do a champ versus champ fight with uh, the new American featherweight champion. Uh, women's champion there. So I'm still excited. I'll definitely be live tweeting that one. I'm going to try to get shoulders into that one. Try to get him to watch. I've been on, on him to uh, get into it because like I think it's very entertaining. It's a lot more entertaining than what happened to UFC 237. Well, at least the fights I saw. Um, and from what I've been reading from fans and stuff, it just it didn't live up to what we all thought it was going to live up to. The one thing I took away, and I wrote an article on Belly Up Sports uh, this past week, which you can head over there and give my article a read. Um, as well as the other guys, you know, that write articles for NASCAR and, and baseball and things like that. But I wrote an article about when is a career going on too long and who, like who should make the call when it's over. I mean, last week uh, when I was previewing it, I I had BJ Penn versus Clay Guida on a prelims, which. It's sad. It's sad to see BJ Penn on a prelim with what he's done in his career. And it got me thinking to like what made him fall so far. And so I looked at his uh, his his career records or whatever. He hasn't won a fight in nine years. So that's 2010 was his last time he won a fight. 
the next closest thing to a win for him was a I believe it was a split draw against John Finch um, eight years ago he's on a seven fight losing streak I mean most guys in UFC if they go on a three fight losing streak or if they're one in three in their last four fights they're gone they, they cut them and I understand BJ Penn is a, a legend in the UFC. He, um, he's the prodigy and stuff like that. And but watching him fight Clay Guida, dude, it was it was hard. It was hard to watch. I mean, if you look at some of the photos after the the fight was over, he looked. I mean, he looked bad, you know. And it got me wondering: Is he sticking around because he still thinks? He has something to prove. I mean, he's won multiple belts. He's been around the, the the company for years. You know, he has nothing to prove. And the other uh, fire, too, is Anderson Silva. Now, I'll get to him in a second here, but Anderson Silva's 44 years old, took a leg kick from his opponent, and got dropped. Ref stepped, you know, stepped in, called the fight, only to find out after the fight that Silva said that he was going into the fight with a, a bum knee. You know, I know you, I know that these fighters love to fight for the sport and love the sport and all that, you know, cliche type stuff that they say. But at what expense? You know, I mean, do you want to be Muhammad Ali in the next 15 years? shaking and, and have uh, brain damage and everything like that you know I put a poll up on uh, our stay tuned sports Twitter and it the three options I gave was uh, you know who, who to blame is it UFC and Dana White is it the fighting commission or is it other which I really should made other uh, be fighters and Thanks to you fans that did vote for other, basically said that they blame the fighters. The fighters should be the ones to call it a career. I slightly blame UFC Dana and Dana White, but I mostly uh, blame the fighting commission. You know, you, these guys are the guys that hand out licenses to say, okay, you're you're capable mentally and and physically to fight. You know what's going on, this and that. When you have a fighter land only 30 or 40 strikes in a fight and the other dude's landing 80 to 90 and connecting with them, there's a problem. And I would, I just want to know what these fighters have to do to get these licenses that the commission is saying, yeah, you're pretty good. You're, 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 you're fine. You know, you can fight. I mean, I know it was a movie. But the movie Balboa, when uh, Rocky was trying to get the, the license for the exhibition fight, and they kept denying him and denying him because he took so much damage over the years. Now, I understand in the movie, eventually he passed all the um, the test, or I forget how, how it came about, but BJ Penn, like for me, the past nine years feels like he was taking the damage that Rocky Balboa was taking. So how can you still give him a license to say, 
you're capable enough to fight even though you're gonna get your head knocked off you know I mean it, it was it was brutal to see what he looked like after that fight swollen eyes looked old he was gassed now I know like they said the commentator said that he's been known to gas at the end of fights but at some point like someone needs to sit him down and say listen BJ it's over you know and if, if UFC is the one that sits him down there's no reason to not give him some type of position in the company you know uh, to be a fighter ambassador or uh, a talent scout you know obviously you know he's a, he's a trainer too so he knows talent which brings me to Anderson Silva now too now Anderson Silva is a little bit different he hasn't been getting his butt kicked as bad as BJ Penn but he's slowly getting there because one he has a he's another one that hasn't won a fight in two years like I said he lost his last fight because his knee buckled the ref saw it called the fight off and now just today he posted on Instagram a statement um, you know he didn't he doesn't have to have knee surgery but he posted on there in these four days after yet another unsuccessful mission I'm questioning whether I should or not keep training dedicating myself overcoming injuries pain etc I ask myself always is the love that I feel for my sport consuming my mind and my body to the point I can no longer continue that statement right there, if I'm Silva's manager and I read that, I sit him down and say, you're not 100% in the game anymore. He's already doubting himself. And if you are slightly doubting yourself, you could get severely hurt in this fight game. Silva, awesome career. You know, he, he moved up to 205 to fight Forrest Griffin. And um, the other guy, uh, the lower name guy, kicked him right in the face. Not Vitor Belfort, but that was another um, big knockout for Silva. You know, I, I hate to see these guys in the next 10 to 15 years not know their own names because they have CTE or whatever new brain damage will be out there at that point. I really think the fight commission should look into their testings and figure out a more strict way to allow fighters to fight that may not be capable enough to fight anymore or defend themselves, I guess, what I'm getting at. And... It's just sad, like I said, the two legends of the sport. Just like you know, like I said, the sport. I mean, not just UFC. Everything they've done, they you know, Silva bringing, helping bringing UFC down to Brazil, having um, pay-per-views down there now. BJ Penn helping put Hawaii on the map for MMA. You know, it's it's just it's tough to watch them fight anymore because of how bad they, they've fallen now moving on 
Um, we have UFC Fight Night this this Saturday. Now, the past two uh, events that UFC threw on, I thought the card looked good. I thought it was going to be exciting. Both turned out to be... They both were sleepers. Look at this card. You got Rafael Dos Anjos versus Kevin Lee. Um, there's only really two fights that I'm interested in. Um, which is, like I said, the RDA fight and Megan Anderson versus Felisa Spencer. Uh, Spencer. Everybody else, you like, they're, they're okay. So, I mean, maybe that's why it's on a fight night, night not a, a regular pay-per-view. But just to run down the fight card, we have, like I said, for the main event, we got Rafael Dos Anjos versus Kevin Lee. Then the co-main event is Antonio Carlos Jr. versus Ian Hensick. Um, then we also have a women's featherweight bout between Megan Anderson and Felicia Spencer. A welterweight bout with Derek Krantz versus Vicente Lucu. A lightweight belt. I mean, this one might be okay. Uh, Charles Oliveira versus Nick Lentz. Two very good fighters. Um, and then we have another lightweight to kick off the, the fight. Davy Ramos versus Austin Hubbard. So starting with that fight, uh, I'm gonna go with uh, Austin Hubbard. The unfortunate thing with some of these uh, fight nights, like I said, for right around the whole John Jones pictogram thing, is when I kind of tuned out of UFC for a little while. So some of these fighters probably were coming in around then or were on prelims before there. Where I didn't really watch them, so some, you know, it's hard for me to pick these guys until I get really back into it. But I'm gonna go with Austin Hubbard, kind of a close my eyes pick here. Um, and I think last week's fights, I was actually decent. I was at least you know 50-50. Um, I picked Silva to lose. I picked Aldo to lose. I did pick Jessica to beat Rose, and. It was, it was opposite of what I thought was going to happen. I thought it would be a close fight, but Rose was actually dominating her till she got slammed on her head. <laughs> I mean, it, it was brutal though. But so after the Austin Hubbard fight, we have Charles Oliveira versus Nick Lentz. I know Charles Oliveira is uh, pretty good with jiu-jitsu and everything. I think Nick Lentz is more of a wrestler. So this could be, for some fans, maybe boring. But I think this could be a good, entertaining fight. A wrestler versus a jiu-jitsu guy. I'm going to go with Nick Lenz. Um, I think he's going to pull... I think it's going to be a decision, though. I think this fight may go the whole fight. So I'm going to go Nick Lenz with a, a decision. Then after that, we have the welterweight bout versus, with uh, Derek Krantz versus Vicente Lucu. Uh, I think I've heard of Derek Kranz, so I'm going to go with him just because, again, I don't think I've heard of Luku. Uh, welterweight bout, I'm going to go with a knockout because it seems lately that division has been a finishing division. 
So Derek Krantz with the knockout. Then with the women's featherweight, it's a little story about Megan Anderson I saw on, uh, I think it was, yeah, it was yesterday. So the headline was, how is Megan Anderson going to lose 25 pounds in two days? So the featherweight, I believe is like 115. She was weighing at that time 140 pounds or so. Like, how is this healthy? So I'm going to be curious to see tomorrow because I did see today she posted that she's down to within five pounds of what she's supposed to be at. I'm curious to see if she could get the other five pounds off. I mean, that's a lot of weight to drop off in two days, and it's it's definitely not healthy. But you got Megan Anderson versus Felicia Spencer. I'm going to go with Felicia Spencer just because I think... Even if Megan Anderson comes in on weight, I think losing that much weight in two days is going to drain her. So I'm going to go Felicia Spencer. Go with a submission. Be a little from out from the left field, you know. Then the co-main event we have Antonio Carlos Jr. versus Ian Heinzik. And if I'm saying his name wrong, I'm sorry, but. I'll go with Antonio Carlos Jr. Uh, I'm gonna say he's he's gonna knock him down with a a good good straight punch and tap him out with a with a choke. I'm gonna kind of do a parlay there with that one. Then for the main event, we have Rafael dos Anjos versus Kevin Lee. Now Kevin Lee is thinking that if he wins this fight, that should put his name back into the title contention. I don't like Kevin Lee. He just—he's cocky to me in the wrong way. He's to me kind of feels like he's trying to be more like uh, Michael Page from Bellator. Michael Page is twenty times better than Kevin Lee. I think. I think he needs to come to UFC just like Ben Askren did. Grant Askren took the, the long way to get here, but we'll just, we'll see just how long or how good he can be against all the the UFC top guys. But Dos Anjos has some power. Uh, I think he's going to knock Kevin Lee out. You know, he's, he's got some good boxing. And I could see this. It's probably a five-round uh, five fight. So I'm, I could see a third-round knockout. I think the first round is going to be your typical feeling out process. You know, a little jab here, a little jab there. Second round, I think one of them is going to step up the pressure. And then third round, they're going to both have the feeling out process good and gone and just start going at it. And I think Dos Anjos is going to catch Kevin Lee to get the knockout and the win and maybe put his name into the title uh, contention ring there. So that's going to be it for uh, this thir- this MMA talk here um before i go like i said head over to my uh personal twitter jimbo st sports head over to the show's uh twitter account so that way you could follow me or follow the show uh, on saturday when i do live tweeting for the, the ufc fight night that one is st sports podcast um go over to facebook go over to our youtube channel subscribe there Find us on iTunes, Spotify, TuneIn, 
Google Play, all you know, all the the major ones there. And like I said, head over to Teespring, search for Stay Tuned Sports Store. We only got one T-shirt there right now, but we're working to get more stuff. We're gonna design some mugs, some iPhone uh, cases, bunch of different stuff. We got a lot of stuff. This, you know, last week was our one-year anniversary. This year is gonna be a lot bigger than than last year for us. So till Saturday, because like I said, we're not recording tomorrow. We're gonna record Saturday with shoulders. This is your good friend Jimbo, signing out.